On this episode of Recur Now, a bit on vulnerability, humility, and psychological safety at work. Plus the future of billing, the backbone of any B2B SaaS. And finally, caller subscription. Yep, still a thing. You know the deal. All this and more today on Recur Now. From ProfitWell's Boston HQ, it is Wednesday, February 26th. I'm Abby Sullivan. I'm James Herrick. And I'm Grace Gagnon. It's another beautiful day to subscribe. Up first, the news. Vlad Magdalene, co-founder and CEO over at Webflow, is apparently really good at being a vulnerable leader. And Webflow's head of diversity, equity, and inclusion, Mariah Driver, is proud to point this out. She took to Twitter this week, inspired by Vlad, to talk about leaders creating an environment of psychological safety and to remind us that those who aren't doing so are failing to unlock the potential of their teams. Because a study over at Google found that psychological safety is the key to high-performing teams. But first, what does psychological safety actually mean, Grace? Well, psychological safety is a belief that one will not be punished or humiliated for speaking up with ideas, questions, concerns, or mistakes. And in business, Mariah knows there are multiple ways to implement it. Abby, tell us a few. In your next team meeting, she says, tell your reports exactly what you want to improve upon as a manager based on either annual reviews, feedback, and the like. Then ask your team to hold you accountable for growth in that area with a specific request for feedback and the actions you'll take. The specificity here is key, she says. If you simply ask your teams for feedback with no specificity, the fear of giving the wrong feedback and offending the person in charge of their paychecks, you, overrides any willingness to provide feedback that can help you grow as manager. A template she's used successfully with reports in the past follows this. When I blank... Please do say or ask blank and I commit to blank. This statement holds you accountable for walking the talk and enables your reports to safely provide feedback knowing that they'll be rewarded for it. Tell your team what the growth looks like. For example, in six months, I will know that I have grown or improved in this area when something happens. In those six months or whatever your timeline is, go back to that statement. If you're there, you know that the way you've asked for feedback and acted on that feedback has worked. If you are not, check the feedback you're asking for and the commitments you're making and try a new approach. Because as we've preached time and time again, feedback is everything for us here at ProfitWell. It is essential and it is not negotiable. More on that later in this episode. Because psychological safety, above all, is an effort to grow teams that trust each other to accept experiment without judgment, voice opinions without being shamed or punished, and fail without being labeled a failure. Being vulnerable about your own weaknesses, transparent about your efforts to grow, and open about the ways in which those efforts have failed will not only make you a better leader, it will unlock the potential for greatness in your teams. And now, James, on the future of billing. On March 5th, we're going live and beyond subscription with the Chargeify crew, and we want to take you with us. We know and love Chargeify as a subscription billing platform built directly for B2B SaaS, and they know that the future of B2B SaaS is looking pretty good. The evolution of billing has clear and defined milestones, with new ideas periodically disrupting the market to build a world of better billing. And now, the Chargeify crew says it's time for a new milestone. So, on March 5th, they're taken to Livestream to unveil what's next for billing with a product dropped you'll be pumped about. We can't reveal the details just yet, but we can promise they're good. Plus, our very own pricing pro, Patrick, will be on the panel of four to chat B2B billing and what Chargerify's new update will revolutionize for subscription billing moving forward. We'll send a link to sign up in your subscriber newsletter. And now, over to Abby on subscription transportation. 
We've debated this before on the show. Are car subscriptions really just a fancy lease? But we've debunked that thought. A subscription bundles the cost of using the car itself, with expenses like insurance and maintenance bundled into the monthly payment without the long-term commitment of leasing, revolving around the notion of temporary ownership, namely a shared mobility service where customers can access a vehicle by month. This fulfills a long, unmet need for a market that seemingly really wants it. Leasing is actually a simplified form of subscription, according to Zora, one that doesn't allow the customer the choice of different vehicles for different occasions and, more often than not, places the onus on the driver to maintain the vehicle. The latest company in the game? Nissan. And with this subscription, you can apparently test out a new car every single day. It sounds a bit like overkill, but it could be the appeal to stand out from the rest. Car companies have been experimenting with Netflix-style subscription services for over a year, The Verge reminds us, as they seek to appeal directly to their millennial consumer base, who are less inclined than previous generations to own or lease their vehicle. It's all about knowing and mastering your market. So we'll have our eyes peeled to see how Nissan does among the competition. What do you think of the rise of vehicle subscription? Have you tried any out for yourself? I am super keen to hear our audience's take, so be sure to send me your input to abby at recurnow.com and we'll connect. And that's a wrap on your February 26th subscription news. Up next, as promised, we have more on feedback with a peek at an episode of our show, Protect the Hustle. For the episode in full, just check out your subscriber newsletter. I used to lose my temper. Losing your temper is not a useful exercise for you or anyone else involved with it. Ten years ago, I probably lost it 15 times in a given year. Got it down to maybe three or four, and then, you know, last year, last couple of years have been zero. Took some work to, like, calm down and work through problems in a more logical way, and also surround people who didn't drive me crazy, who would prompt me to lose my temper. That's been a very, very useful exercise. You don't want people around you on eggshells worrying that you're going to lose it. And so I've gotten much better giving actionable, useful feedback in private versus public, and just kind of controlling myself and my emotions in a much, much better way. That was Brian Halligan, the CEO of HubSpot, who we interviewed on the last episode of Protect the Hustle. Brian mentioned this journey to Zen when I asked him what was something that he struggled with in his career that he had worked on and overcame. And as he was telling me the story, it it really hit me really hard because for better or for worse, I knew exactly what he was talking about. And it just felt so fulfilling because there was someone else out there, someone who was extremely successful in business, who had had these moments where he wasn't as buttoned up. He had these moments of vulnerability, these, these moments of anger. When reflecting on this, we need to realize that anger is a secondary emotion. You don't just get angry inherently. I'm sure there are some people who have you know, something impacting their limbic system that do get inherently angry, but for the 99% of us who get angry, it's because of some other emotion. It's insecurity, it's vulnerability, it's frustration. Anger is always one degree away from truth. And when I reflect on what makes me angry, not only in the past, but also today at ProfitWell, it's typically that that anger centers around feedback. When I get angry, it's either because someone's giving me feedback that inadvertently preys on my insecurity because I either don't agree with it or I agree with it so much and they're just kind of hitting me in an extremely hard manner. Or on the flip side, I get angry sometimes when I'm giving feedback mainly because of insecurity as well, because I'm talking to that person in some frustrated manner that I'm giving them feedback on what they're doing. Yet, as Brian said, outwardly losing your temper isn't helpful. And when I think about it, I've had a pretty similar experience as his. 
When it was just Peter and I in the early days, I lost my temper publicly more than I do today during these feedback sessions. And if I ask you listening when the last time you got frustrated or angry or sad when someone told you something you didn't quite want to hear, or you went a little aggressive giving someone else feedback, you probably can think of too many instances. And I encourage you to actually try for a second. Think of the last time someone gave you feedback that didn't go over well, or you gave feedback in a manner that you're a little embarrassed by. That slight twinge in your chest or your heart, that's what we're talking about today. We're going deep on feedback. Why is it important? Why we're terrible at giving and receiving feedback? And ultimately, how to do feedback right? Because feedback is central to being human, and there's likely nothing more crucial to the success of your business, yet as we're going to find out in a bit, it's pretty uncomfortable. Because feedback and any emotions that stem from it are deeply personal, and however hard we might try to be an emotionless robot, these traits that make us deeply human, these emotions of evolutionary reactions to stimuli, they always find a way to rear their ugly head. From ProfitWell Recur, it's Protect the Hustle, a show about those who are in the trenches actually doing the work. I'm Patrick Campbell, and on today's show, we're talking about feedback and why it's really f***ing hard. And finally, a teaser for more Protect the Hustle. While the fakers are working on their personal brands, these folks are literally in the trenches, willing the future into existence. And we think it's our job to bring these people to light and put hustle back on the pedestal where it belongs. Protect the hustle. Sign up at protectthehustle.com and sit back, relax, and take notes. And that's a wrap for your February 26th episode of Recur Now. Check back here tomorrow for more and do not hesitate to reach out to me at abby at recurnow.com if you have news to spread or input on any topic we cover. This has been a Recur Studios production, the fastest growing subscription network out there. If you find use for this show, subscribe for more like it at profitwell.com slash recur.